0: Always Invited, a podcast by the Art of Hospitality Co. I'm your host, Kenzie Peters, and I'm your co-host, Bella
1: Ponce. We're just two friends with a passion for making people feel valued and empowering them to do the same. Hospitality has become a lost art form in our generation, and it's time we reclaim it for what it was truly designed to be. Learn and grow with us as we talk
0: about the purpose, posture, and practice of biblical hospitality, alongside other women who inspire and model a lifestyle of service.
1: So come on in, pull up a chair, and remember, you're always invited.
0: Welcome to episode two of Always Invited. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to jump into our conversation with our guest, um, Lynette Kumamoto, who's just a dear friend and mentor. But before we do, Bella is going to introduce a new segment that's going to be a part of each episode.
1: All right. So now introducing this week's story from the table. Um, This is a segment we wanted to start doing where we share with you real situations that we've encountered while hosting and the lessons that we learned as a result. It is a uh, definitely a humbling reminder that hospitality is unexpected, messy, but also rewarding. And uh, hopefully, these stories inspire and entertain you as you open up your own space. So, with that being said, Ken's, <laughs> what happened last week? Yes. So this is a fun story. Um, very random.
0: So we've been in Waco for about a month and are trying to meet new friends and build community through our church and outside of that. So one way we've gone about doing this is hosting an open-ended Bible study to people at Harris Creek, our church. And we put this um, invite in a, a group chat or a group me chat with 400 plus young adults, which is really scary and uncomfortable for me. It was crazy. I was like, Bella, what are we doing? We <laughs> could really have an awkward situation here. But so not surprisingly, like, not a lot of people have responded the last couple weeks. So we're like, well, it'll just be word of mouth and we'll see how it goes. So the first week, um, six people came and it was awesome. It was super encouraging. We're going through the book of James and everyone was just really blessed by the whole night. And it ended up being all girls, even though we had said it was going to be a co ed study. Because, you know, trying to invite anyone and everyone. Yes. But that's just what happened. So then the second week, we were like, okay, we'll see who comes. Um, a lot of people last minute were starting to say like, so sorry, I can't come tonight. And I was like, okay, um, we'll just see how it goes. And so Bella, do you want to say how the night unfolded?
1: Yes. Well, there we were. It was 7.05. And keep in mind, the study starts at seven. And so when I had later asked Ken's who was showing up that night we had only discovered that there was nobody who said they could come we listed off i don't know probably like four or five different people all that said they weren't gonna go except one guy that we had met the day before at somebody's house for a young adult gathering his name was josh and as soon as we found out that there was one guy <laughs> that said he was interested in coming the doorbell rang and so what did i do you might ask well, as any non hospitable person would do, I ran to my room, literally, and made Ken's open the door. I was like, "What are you doing? Why?" We
0: were like, "He could probably hear us through the door."
1: We were, we were like, going back and forth, Bantering, like, "What? Where are you going? Don't let me alone!" <laughs> and I, seriously, I felt so uncomfortable with the fact that only one guy had showed up, and also it was someone that I did not really know. We yeah, had probably stranger. briefly talked for a couple minutes the day before. Anyways, so I show up in the living room, I say hello, Ken's grabs the door, and an attempt to make all of us feel a little bit more comfortable, meaning more me, (laughs) I look at Ken's, and I'm like, okay, who can we scramble to invite last minute to the study, and one person came to mind, the man's name, Joseph. So flashback to a couple days prior we had a super hot and stormy day here in waco yes you heard that right and what better way to embrace this odd weather that does not exist in california Well, we run in it. So we're just embracing this weather and we're dancing in the rain. We look over at the street and we see this man around our age also like running around. Like just
0: pacing back and forth on the street.
1: Just enjoying, enjoying the hot rain. And anyways, we say hello. He comes over and come to find out he's actually living in the house right next to us. The house, the same house that I thought was vacant this entire time. And so, just
0: very dilapidated. And, you Probably wouldn't know. Someone yeah, was living
1: there. Nobody. So now we knew that this house was being occupied by our new friend Joseph. Now, fast forward to the Bible study. I'm like, okay, we need to scramble. Who can we get? And Joseph comes to mind. So I walk over to Joseph's house, knock on the door, and only to find out that the man's not home. Only his minivan is. <laughs> and so leaving his porch, slightly sad. Ken's and very I. Very sad. Yes, very sad. <laughs> and I learned to embrace the uncomfortability of having a stranger in our house and yes through this experience indeed I was humbled
0: yeah me too (laughs) I think like the first 15 minutes I just kept apologizing I was like I'm so sorry you're the only one here like we thought more people were coming like he looked less uncomfortable than we were. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept saying, like, I'm sorry. Like, maybe we'll have to reschedule because we just really didn't know what to do. It was, like, he's already here. So, like, it feels weird to say, like, okay, please go home now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, and then when I was just, like, standing there, I was realizing, okay – instead of thinking about all the people that are not here, that would make this situation more comfortable, I need to just focus on the person right in front of me and start to value them as an individual and not the fact that they're inside a group or a collective group of people, because I think it's just easier to value groups over individuals sometimes because it makes us more comfortable and, It's just easier to see a crowd versus a person Mm. um, because that requires more attention, more thoughtful questions, more um, narrowed focus when you're trying to get to know a person's story versus other people are talking and making it easier and offloading the pressure of getting to know people. There's just a mix of personalities. So I don't know if any of you have experienced that where it's like, yeah, I'll easily hang out in a group of friends because it's less work for me to value people than if I were to hang out with someone one-on-one and there's pros and cons to both but that's just something I was taking away from our time is like okay maybe the Lord allowed this guy to show up because he needed to be seen as an individual and Mm. we had 45 minutes to do that with him and as much as it was uncomfortable I think the Lord knew he needed that Mm -hmm. and we needed that we needed to grow in that situation (laughs) And of course we had so many snacks that didn't end, to get, didn't end up getting eaten so we're like hey Josh like you can take all these homemade chocolate chip cookies <laughs> home with you like grab a drink to go like and then we're like okay well we could study the book of James but that feels a little weird so why don't we just pray for you and um so we asked him if he had any prayer requests and he um So yeah, we just prayed for him and then sent him home with chocolate chip cookies. And we're like, okay, like we'll see you next week. Like We'll try again. Hopefully more people come. (laughs) Anyways, this was just a good reminder that hospitality does not always go to plan like Mm -hmm. we think it does. But the Lord always works it out however he wants to. It may not be the people you expected to bless, but just roll with the punches and (laughs) leave an open door because open invitations are just that, open-handed for what whoever the lord places in your path so don't close the door because the room doesn't look like you thought it would but leave it open and value the people that need to be seen so
1: amen (laughs) Woo! wow so now that we have been humbled i think it's time to hop into a wise conversation with our spiritual sister lynette
0: Lynette is like a spiritual mom from our home church Cornerstone in Riverside and if you know her you love her She's the kind of person who when you meet Them for the first time you feel like they've known you for years Um when Bella came to Cornerstone I knew I had to introduce her to Lynette as one of the first people Because if you know Lynette you're gonna feel like you belong
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think I was just so impressed by her massive smile and She, every time I saw her after that, it just, the smell kept getting bigger and bigger (laughs) every time I would see her, so. She truly has a
0: huge heart for people and is just one of the most hospitable women I know. So I knew I wanted to have her um, just talk to us about what practical hospitality looks like in her everyday life. she just lives with an open door and open hands to whoever the Lord puts in her path, whether that's her own family, her church family, strangers and neighbors, young people, old people, um, just everyone. And so I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. Um, just to preface, this was recorded several months ago when I was doing my capstone project still. So that is why Bella, unfortunately, is not a part of this conversation, but she was there in yes indeed <laughs> so without further ado let's get into it all right Lynette hello um can you share first a bit about your background who you are where you live currently where we are in this moment <laughs> maybe how we know each other and what do you do five days a week
2: that's a lot of things that's a just lot a things. summary yeah that's a lot of things <laughs> Um, I am, my name is Lynette and, um, I was born and raised in Saranac, Michigan on a small farm and I moved to California the day I got married, the day I got married, I got on a plane Crazy Blue story. So it is very crazy. And so I've been here 38 and a half years now and, um. You're married. And married.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. You said you got married.
2: Yes, I got married. And I have two grown children, adult children, and two grandchildren. And two more on the way in August. What was the other question? Oh. What do you think? What do you do five days a week normally? Oh, my goodness. Um, survive. <laughs> about that? No. I know. Life is always full five days a week. Um, actually, it's Seven. I wake up every day and just say, Lord, here's my day. These are the things I have. You're willing to change it. I'm flexible, and Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, he has changed my days many of times. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it's just getting ready for, it's the normal thing of taking care of my husband and um, laundry, meals, and um, shopping for the next Thing it seems like I feel like Costco is our <laughs> our forever store. We yeah. live there. We have a room, and we just always are there. So yeah. that and then just ministry all mm-hmm. week long, every day. Because you do Bible study on Thursdays, mm-hmm.
0: a one on Wednesdays, yes. college and career on Fridays, yes. church on Sunday, care group on Sunday. Yes. So those are a lot of
2: time yes. commitments. And then just people stopping by. Yeah. it seems like we've always got a couple throughout the week and mm-hmm. unexpected neighbor things and just always full yeah but fun yeah your door is always yes. open always to
0: open people. yes so you mentioned you constantly have people in your home or mm-hmm. just doing ministry can you share some ways specifically how you have used your home and other spaces through the act of hospitality as ministry
2: Well, currently, we have two college girls living with us. Is this what you're going for? Yeah, we have two girls living with us. Um, We've had up to five at one time, Um, but we're marrying them off, so Mm -hmm. they're they're leaving. (laughs) Um, But between that and our home is open for, um, like we are doing premarital, a couple nights. Actually, we have three couples right now from our care group they're all getting married they're all getting married so crazy that and then we have um care group on sunday and college and career we we go on friday nights but that's twice a month Mm -hmm.
0: we do high school on
2: wednesday nights and the last wednesday of the month which is tonight Mm -hmm. we will be fixing dinner for the kids so Mm. yeah Kumi asada? Um, actually not. <laughs> we're we're going to do the um Hawaiian chicken. And, oh, yes. So, and the curl and rice and stuff. But that's about yeah, what we do. Yeah, covers it. Yeah.
0: Um, regardless of the age or season, is there a common goal that motivates you and Kumi in these acts of hospitality?
2: Well, our common goal with my husband. Yes. I mean, it really is our common goal. Um, is definitely to serve the Lord and it's so gospel-oriented and driven. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have had the heart for um, it doesn't matter who it is but to help um, whether it be counseling or just listening ears, mm-hmm. um, a place of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, our home is open for that. We've done that many of times. Um, just um, to love on people and um, what God has called us to do. And and lots of times we've had strangers, a lot of strangers in our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but to look at them through God's gospel glasses and to mm-hmm. know we're here to share Him and be the hands and feet mm-hmm. to, to serve them.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Love that. So I mean, that kind of goes to the next question. How do you use these shared moments in your home to disciple others, mentor them, or simply care for their souls? I mean... What comes to mind is probably just your welcoming heart towards them opens these conversations and opportunities to yeah. disciple. And what would
2: you say oh about that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, totally. Um, it, that What this has been so cool about doing, um, and I'm going to try not to cry because oh. your questions have been, um, we just keep living life. And mm-hmm. so it's really caused me to stop mm-hmm. and think about, the people that God has brought into our lives. And um, and by doing, like, I feel like this is just what we do. Um, it's made me stop and go, oh God, you're so good. Um, you are so good and we are so undeserving of your greatness mm-hmm. um, through the people that you have brought into our home. Whether it's making a meal and there's, sometimes it's not the greatest meals, but we all <laughs> sit down and we eat together And we always have a time of family worship. It doesn't matter who's here. Kumi always leads in worship, and we read from the scripture. And then... um, Worship like singing? What we do is um, he does a devotional. Just He'll read from Morning Mercy or Mm -hmm. um, uh, Truth for Life or read something with some scripture. We'll talk just a little briefly about it. But then he goes around to ask each person at the table... Um, a prayer request Mm -hmm. and so and we've had different people that really don't know the Lord or they just kind of look at you well (laughs) you know and they come up but it's been such a blessing um, to do that and to be able to Pray for them, and, and he does it right then. He mm-hmm. goes around the table, he prays for each person. Mm-hmm. And then after we're done, we sing our family song, which is "Greatest Thy Faithfulness. My heart is always so full after mm-hmm. we do it. It's just to hear everybody and to, to do that together. So what are some
0: examples or stories of how your invitation towards people you know or strangers mm-hmm. has blessed those who step in your into your space?
2: Yeah, there's been... Um, countless over the years that's what i said i was just thinking way back the lord was just bringing these different Mm. things to mind because you just kind of forget but um some of the very early ons when we were first married my husband's um he was a coach um high school teacher and so we did a wanna bible study actually we did bible study but he would invite his players over
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and um and they came with our youth group it was very small but um, we've had a lot of ball players accept the Lord, and oh, even, even in the last few years, they keep in touch with Kumi, and they just share what God's doing in their life, and um, so that has been a blessing because sometimes you don't see the fruit. Yeah, and so later on, he was coaching girls, so we get um, emails from his players a mm-hmm. lot that are just sharing you know that they accepted the Lord they had to let him know wow. they knew he had been praying for him and in that so That's that plan. has happened a lot um also this was kind of an interesting one um I knew this homeless lady her daughter was coming to stay with her but she lived in a car just the back end of her car mm. or a truck or whatever it was yeah and anyway she asked if her daughter could stay here because she didn't want her to have to stay with wow. her that was kind of a, that was yeah. kind of interesting because we had four girls that lived in the house at the time and and just sharing with them we sat on these couches and we had a little family powwow and i said this is a lot to ask you guys but you know we're feeling like mm-hmm. we need to do this and they're little hesitation but they were willing to do it so um, so she stayed with us for six weeks Wow! and definitely gospel opportunities. Don't know where she's at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I spent a lot of time cause I didn't sometimes take her places or, um, and it required us because I didn't give her a house key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just would stay up and the mm-hmm. girls sometimes would stay up to let her in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was a learning lesson for the girls that lived here, too, mm. because they said, we would have yeah. never thought to do that. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, wow. Um, so that was an interesting one.
0: Yeah. Wow. But
2: definitely to be able to share that way. Also, what started the college girls, and you had met her, um, was Claire. Because my dream was always, if anything happened to Kumi and I was left alone, um, I said, I would just probably have a house full of girls because yeah. that's, I said, I could do that. <laughs> but I was many years ahead of us here. I mean, mm-hmm. I never thought, but it started happening with Claire. So that was another one that she came into our home. We did not know her. Um, she was a phone call to the church. Lynette, can you guys take her? Mm-hmm. And she needs to be here. And so that was... Um, a real blessing and to see what God, I mean, she just rededicated her life and, and God just did a big transformation in her, um, in that time. So, but that led to
0: all these other ones. Yes. All these other
2: ones and ones that have been your friends. Mm So, um, it's been such a blessing to have them here.
0: Mm. And I love how, like with the homeless gal example, like you were, modeling to the girls here what hospitality looks or biblical hospitality looks like and it probably surprised them you know the extensiveness of that generous it looks hosting like that. Yeah. and you have no idea how that will influence them in their homes right when, as they're getting married and having kids and yep. it's just really cool how you're using these opportunities to like pour into the generational aspect of hospitality yeah and it's probably true that you don't always see those big transformative outcomes of your hospitality like right. those examples are probably isn't am i right like far and few between like yeah it doesn't always transpire into salvation or this huge right. thing but you're planting seeds yes. and hoping that one day they will grow yes and you may never see the Reward,
2: but exactly, exactly, and that's that's been another thing that God has really taught me. Um, it doesn't depend on me because mm-hmm. I always feel like, oh, I I can't, I can't do this, yeah, or whatever. And the Lord is just always reminding me, this is not about you. Mm. This is about me. Yeah, and you know, like I said, even with that girl, it was a little fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, my mind wanted to run, mm-hmm. but I stopped it, said, Oh no, we're not going there. Yeah. This is what you called us mm-hmm. and it's been neat to see how God teach it. I don't know, He he changes us through this too. Mm-hmm. So he grows us. Yeah. Um, but hospitality comes in very many it's just different. Yeah. Aspects, and but we're doing it for Him. We're doing mm-hmm. it for His glory. It's all about Him mm-hmm. and what He does with it. Lord, You just do what You want. Yeah, I'm just gonna be here today and just do what You call be me faithful. to do. Be faithful, yeah. yeah. And just and and point people to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And but that's by living it out. Mm-hmm. And people don't see it unless we show it to mm-hmm. them. And this is the greatest way to do it. Is is and i i feel the safest in my own home mm-hmm. and so it's most easier. Of you yeah
0: um so you mentioned that sometimes you don't feel equipped or confident in hosting
2: yeah so i have <laughs> I, it's funny cuz um when we started doing care groups and that was years ago i remember it really scared me Um, Because I was just, you know, you feel like you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You feel like everything has to be done just so. And I did live that. Mm. I lived that. It could be years. Yeah. Because I was so fearful of what man would think. Mm. And I thought, you know, being, I'll say, youth pastor's wife, I felt like everything had to be perfect and I had to, um, even though they knew I was a sinner. But I don't know, it's just like you just have this mentality. So I, I... that really held me back. Mm. I couldn't really be because I was so afraid of everything being just right. And then that spills over into your family. Mm. And that wasn't right for my family. I had to ask for forgiveness many of times. Yeah. Um, but now um, it's a joy.
0: So, how would you encourage young women who are intimidated at the thought of hosting? and don't necessarily have a big house or fancy dishes or all the things that you think of that are supposed to go with hospitality.
2: Mm -hmm. How would you
0: encourage them?
2: Oh my goodness. Um, that's a great question because all of those are things that would stop people, Mm -hmm. um, for doing that. But, um, hospitality is about, it's, it's not about us. It's about loving others. And, um, it's not about a home. It's about your heart and your motive doing what you're doing. Well, it's not even a motive. It's, it's a calling. God's mm. called us to do is um, to show hospitality. And I mean, I looked up a few of the scriptures in Romans and Peter and Timothy talks about hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I love those because that pushes everything else aside. And so I would say anybody that has a small apartment, you can do it. Because all you need is um, a heart to open the door Mm -hmm. and come on in and let's sit down and talk and just being open and sharing and praying with one another, hearing them, playing games. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do so many things um, in a small space. Yeah. as just as you can in a large place. I've done all of them Mm -hmm. and I've been in all kinds of places and it really matters to who answers the door Mm. and the heart that they have you can feel it right away if they are genuinely just just glad you're there yeah and come on in I can't wait to spend time with you we had can I just give you a couple examples of people Um, we had a lady in our care group she she was um, a widow and she just had a small little apartment but she always wanted to have care group at her house (laughs) and we had 30 people yeah and Um, and she would go, I know that we probably can't fit everybody. And I go, honey, you just open your doors and we'll fit it. Whatever we can get in there. And, um, and we sat very close. We had little rows, like really close, like we were, but you know what? It didn't matter because Mm -hmm. her heart was so about having people in her home and it was so precious. So, Mm -hmm. and singing together in a small spot was the best. Yeah. Um, bounces off the walls exactly (laughs) exactly and then we had another home that you know i would say was not in the best part of town but the heart of the couple that lived in that house outweighed everything Mm. when you walked in and he was on his deathbed he was he had cancer but he always welcomed people in but you did not see the other stuff yeah you just didn't wow it 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 was gone you saw the you saw the beauty of christ mm. in their home and so um it doesn't matter just have people over yeah and,
0: and like using the space and the materials you have yes um not to say like we shouldn't put any plates out or like dishes or put any care into the environment or what it looks right. like but the point is using what you have and Absolutely. what the, the budget you have. It doesn't yes. have to be crazy, but still being yes. intentional with caring for your guests.
2: And it may be something that you also, you're asking people to be a part of that hospitality. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're doing them a favor when you invite people over as well is to be a part of it. So even, oh, could you bring some chips and yeah. could you bring, um, you know, chips and dip, and you'd bring drinks, Mm and, you know, that makes them feel important. It it gives them, like, an ownership, like, oh, wow, you know, I'm a part of this. Yeah. So how can, off of that, how can the guest be hospitable to the host? Oh, wow. Um, Well, there's different ways, just if you're coming over for dinner, you know, just, um, you could ask the host, is there anything I could bring? Mm -hmm. You know, could I bring a dessert or a salad? Yeah. Um, Some people are not cooks, and I guess we should kind of talk about that even because not everybody knows how to cook. But girls, you've got to ask those older women, (laughs) teach me how to cook. Yes. Because, I mean, it's not that hard. Right. I I mean, I told all the girls. Learn the basics. Learn the basics. You can do this. Yeah. But just offer to bring something. Mm -hmm. And, um, but even coming into the home, if, if the... Um, family has kids, play with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, let the you know the host, if she's getting stuff ready, yeah, do that. And if you stayed at somebody's house, maybe you're going with a friend and you're staying at somebody's home, you know, just um a a a note card mm-hmm. and and telling them thank you for yeah. their hospitality and just little details on even that is asking, you know, do you want me to take the sheets off the beds mm-hmm. before I leave? And um And just put them on the you know pile or do you want me to put towels in the yeah just offer it's really don't be afraid yeah clean up after yourself and and also um i always tell my kids when you go someplace make it look as if you were never there Mm. don't leave a trail yeah you know be kind (laughs) yeah pull up the pillows before you you know right have all these you have you're having a bunch of people and Mm -hmm. so just every leave just kind of yeah set everything back up and um You know, it's not like I really care, but sometimes when people do it, I go, that was so thoughtful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they thought about, you know, it just, it kind of just ministers to the hostess. Mm -hmm. Um, That's funny.
0: It's kind of the opposite of like, as this whole project has transpired, I've thought about how the word hospitality is usually associated with the hospitality industry mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. hotels, restaurants entertainment and it's all about being served and Mm -hmm. it's true and it's not necessarily a bad thing but like when you're paying someone to Hmm. be hospitable to you then you have the right to leave a mess leave all your dishes on the table if you're in a hotel you're not going to make the bed like someone's going to do that for you so it's just interesting how like that's how our culture has trained us to think yeah or even the word is associated with like being served and just it's it's an exchange. Yeah. It's like entertainment. It's not hosting. Right. Or serving. So therefore we have, as as the guests, a different mentality of like how we treat those people.
2: Well, the consumer. Right. That consumer mentality. Consumer culture. Yeah. And that's really sad because they're really missing out. Mm-hmm. Um... I want people to come in my home and just be at home. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it's your second time here. Okay, now over here's the cups, you know. You right. Just, and, and and the other thing would be to clean up after yourself, mm-hmm. you know, when you do that. Because you don't do that at a hotel, what you just said. You just don't do that. Right. Somebody else is going to come in and do that. So, um, and that's not what it is. To me, this is, Kumi will tell you this, It he would go Lynette when we would go places. I would... At the restaurant, stack all of our dishes. <laughs> You're or, like to the extreme. Yes, to the extreme because I was thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of them. And that's what we don't do enough is we don't think about others because mm. it's all about me. We're loving God by loving others. And when we love God, we're filled and we want to love other people. And we're going to be thinking about the next right. person. Because you know what? We want to be a light to Christ. That's what all of this is about. Right. It is not about my needs being met. Mm-hmm. It is about adorning ourselves with the gospel. We're, mm-hmm. We want to be different than the world. Mm-hmm. And and also, also hospitality, and this is, somebody said, it's hospital. Mm. That's the first part of hospitality is kind of like hospital. And that is another thing. Um, sometimes your home, it may not really be about entertainment. It, it's more of taking care of somebody. Mm. And actually, it's, it's crazy because, like I said, Kumi we, we, and I were just talking this morning about there's probably five or six people, and people we didn't know, and that's what we were. and the Our home was used for that, mm. was for direction, yeah. um, healing. Mm. Um, so it's not always talking, it's listening yeah. and praying with them,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, encouraging them in the truth. But love God, love others. Yes.
0: So oh, good! No. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Lynette. I'm so blessed by oh. your wisdom and example to me and oh. always making me feel welcome in your home.
1: Wow. Woo! Lynette, she brought the word! Yeah! You know, she round did. of applause from <laughs> Lynette. <laughs> Incredible. Love
0: that woman. So thankful for her and just inspired by her wisdom. I hope that you were as well, and we can start practicing these things we talked about together this week.
1: Yes, and we want to thank you again for listening, um, all your support and encouragement, and pulling up a chair. And remember, you're always invited.